You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. We've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, we have another very fun show in store for you guys today, and we have a lot of different things we're going to get into, but we're going to start the show with talking about a, another ridiculous Pro Football Focus article that was put out through ESPN, which has the Chargers ranked as the 20th best roster in the NFL. I got worked up. First, I forgot to thank you guys for joining the show today, especially those who are checking it out for the first time. We really appreciate it, and you can get the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the Locked On Fantasy Football Show through the Locked On Podcast Network with host Vinny Iyer as you guys get ready for your fantasy football drafts coming up. But besides that, besides getting into the roster and talking about the X Factor and the biggest weaknesses and all those things with the Chargers. We have some voicemails to get into, and one of them we're going to be looking ahead at the end of the show for the third segment. We'll be getting into free agents upcoming for other teams in 2022. A lot of people have been talking about Devontae Adams potentially. He might get an extension, so that might be off the board. But there are some names out there that could be really, really attractive for the Chargers in 2022 in free agency. And we'll also talk about which current Chargers are headed for free agency in 2022. Guys like Mike Williams and Uchenin Wosu talk about who they must bring back after that season, after this season. And we're also going to get into why the Chargers haven't spent their salary cap space this season, as well as what we would think about the Chargers potentially bringing in David DeCastro, who was recently released. So a ton to get into today, guys. Let's go ahead and get started. David, I know that pro football focus, it seems like it's not even just Justin Herbert, but Justin Herbert gets most of the attention because they did not like him coming out. They still have said some very questionable things about him since being wrong about it, right, and doubling down to a large extent. But we have another case here where it seems like most other sides wouldn't put the Chargers as the 20th best roster in the NFL. So, That's pretty low. It's not quite the bottom third of the league, but I don't think that talent, especially at the top end for the Chargers, is a big problem. So when I saw that, I mean, obviously some of it is just pro football focus haterism, and we've become accustomed to it (laughs) to a certain extent. But 20th, I was very surprised by that. Oh, so was I. I mean, the first thing I do is I go up and down the list. If the Chargers are 20th, I mean, that means that there's got to be a lot of really good teams in front of them or a lot of very bad teams in front of them, which I think I found two or three of them where I was scratching my head. I mean, the first one at 19 is the Giants. The Giants better than the Chargers? No, no way. Absolutely not. I mean, the offensive line is a huge, huge difference. I think the Chargers have a much better one with the new pieces they've added. I think the quarterbacks are much, 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 much different. I mean, Herbert is amazing, and Daniel Jones has fumbled so many times, it's it's not even funny. But, I mean, the Broncos, the Broncos at 10, I mean, just some really questionable things up and down this list. I think at 20 for the Chargers is criminal. Yeah, I mean, I saw a few of those teams because – the weaknesses, which we'll get into for the Chargers, are just really a lack of depth, right? And just questions about certain players we haven't seen 
to a certain extent. And I think there's some valid reasons there. But to push them down to 20 is where I think it's ridiculous. I mean, the Vikings at 9. And, you know, yeah, it is a full roster, right? I mean, you are talking about not just one specific position. But, yeah, you look at Daniel Jones and their offensive line. And even their receivers, even with Kenny Galladay. I'll take Keenan Allen, Mike Williams versus, you know, Darius Slayton, Mike Williams versus Sterling Shepard. I mean, it's hard to give the edge to the Giants in those equations. But it's not just them. I mean, even the Patriots, like the quarterback room, the receiver room. I mean, a lot of different question marks. You expect their defense to be good. And I don't really have a huge problem with that. But, yeah, with the Broncos, I mean, some serious questions on the offensive line. I do think that their defense will be good. But even by pro football focuses measures, they didn't grade out well, the guys that they have on the Broncos defense. I think they'll be obviously better than the sum of the collective parts. But, I mean, I just always assume the Broncos are going to have a good defense. But the yeah. gap between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and what Justin Herbert could potentially be is pretty ridiculous. The offensive line, they have questions. I like Cortland Sutton. I like Tim Patrick. I think Jerry Judy's going to be good. That part I don't have as much of a problem with. But Melvin Gordon, it's hard to say they take a huge W on that. I don't know. It just seems like... They're very, very far down the list. But I can agree with this. For the strengths they have at Brandon Staley, basically Derwin James and Joey Bosa, those three dudes. Not going to argue with you there. You know, he went from having Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Now he gets Joey Bosa and Derwin James Jr. Maybe the closest, you know, tandem that you're going to get to those two. And I think that all that is, you know, going to be a really big strength for them. Now let's get to the biggest weaknesses because I do think There is some validity here. I just think that it's not enough to push them so far down the ranking. So this is what they had to say about the Chargers' weaknesses. For as good as the high-end talent is on the defense, Los Angeles does have some question marks behind the likes of Joey Bosa and Derwin James on the depth chart. And then it gets to Ken Uchen, Wosu Fillin for Melvin Ingram. Can Jerry Tillery take a step? They had him as the third lowest graded edge defender last year. And can Chris Harris Jr. stay healthy? These are all significant questions, right? I mean, I think that I understand that part of it. But the other thing is, is like, it's not like those guys have to be great, right? Like, we're kind of erasing the middle area of this where it's like, if Jerry Tillery and Chris Harris Jr. and Uchenna and Wosu were all average, the Chargers would be in great shape because there's other guys around them that could be elevated, right? And I think that it's just like, they have to either be really bad or really good in pro football focuses eyes and I get that depth is a huge thing in the NFL. It's absolutely huge. And I've questioned the Chargers' depth before, but their top-end roster, for sure. I mean, they're starting guys. It's hard to me to speak for the backup guard for the New York Giants, but it's better (laughs) than many of the teams ahead of them, even though I understand those weaknesses are definitely a concern. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely a concern, but I think a lot of this is also, I mean, what are these players going to do in these new systems? I think on the defensive side, at least from our perspective, we think that a lot of these players are going to be put in better positions to go out there and perform. On the offensive side, I think we think pretty similarly. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. I think there's some question marks maybe, uh, you know, at Uh, on the offensive line for depth. I think on the defensive line, both the lines are probably a little bit thinner than you would like, but I mean, there is a lot of talent up and down this roster and to put them 20th with the amount of talent that they have. I just, it just doesn't fit for me. Well, and it just seems like a really cheap scapegoat because it's like you could go to almost any position, any player in the league and say, okay, well, what's the gap between Aaron Donald and the guy behind him? Right. I mean, that just is gigantic. Exactly. Like you can say that pretty much about anyone. Like, yeah, of course, Derwin James 
if he gets hurt, the next guy isn't going to be able to replace him. Like, nobody's arguing that, but, like, to just pick up, you know, certain guys and be like, oh, are they going to do this? Are they going to do this? I don't see them holding up that magnifying glass to some of these other teams who have obvious questions with their starters. We have only a few questions about guys we project to start with the Chargers right now. So that's why I think Pro Football Focus is being, you know, a little bit harsh here. But I will give it to them for the X Factor because the X Factor for them is the offensive line and the additions they made there, David. It doesn't seem like they're giving him much credit for that, right? Just because of how much this offensive line should improve. But yes, I mean, for Justin Herbert, who was under duress a lot last season and could regress in some of those situations where he's under pressure, to give him a clean pocket more of the time will be an X factor for this roster. And if this offensive line is good, then they can get the hell out of here with 20th in the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if this offensive line is as we expect them to be, they're going to run the ball a lot better. They're going to pass the ball a lot better. They're going to be so much more efficient and so much more effective. And they were already one of the best passing offenses in the NFL last year. Imagine what Justin Herbert will be able to do with time this year and an offense that's catered specifically around what he can do and his in his intellect as well. I think Brandon Staley and, and Joe Lombardi are creating this system to to kind of utilize how intelligent Justin Herbert is and how he can look at the defense and teach him how to look at defenses and use that mind to get the chargers in the correct play to go out there and execute. And Hey, he has all the talent. The arm is there. So if you have the arm talent and the skill and match that up with his intelligence and a system, that's going to accentuate that. I think you're going to see some big things and this team is going to be ranked a lot higher than 20th. That is for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just about the roster, right? I mean, it's how you feel about players on the roster. I think you feel pretty good about the talent that they have on the roster right now. Even, you know, I'm not going to go out here and say it's a top three roster in the league. I know it no, has flaws. No, we're not saying that. But, I mean, I think the Chargers, you know, have accumulated a lot of guys that many other teams would want to have on their team. And I think that's a good way to kind of look at it when you're saying that 19 other teams' rosters are better than the Chargers. But... You can suck at PFF. How about that? I'm tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) No. But either way, I'm sure we'll have more from Pro Football Focus, you know, to infuriate us. I'm pretty sure somewhere like a couple weeks ago, someone had the Chargers as like the fourth best roster in the NFL. So no consistency there. But we do have two more segments to get into. So coming up next, we're going to get into some of your guys' voicemails. You guys brought it again for us this week. So we're going to talk about if there's any free agents still out there the Chargers could go spend their money on, including another former Steeler, David DeCastro, and if he wants to join up with his old buddy, Matt Filer. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting site of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. I've bet on a lot of sites, guys. I've seen a lot of prop bets. I've seen a lot of odds. There's no one that I trust more than BetOnline to give me the best odds, to give me in-game betting, all of the things that you're looking for, including future bets on the NFL. So many things for the Chargers on there right now. You can pick certain players, maybe Asante Samuel Jr., Defensive Player of the Year. You can pick where you think the Chargers are going to end up in the AFC West and get some pretty good odds on some of those. So many different bets to choose from, plus all the live action we have going on right now. The 2021 Euros have been nuts. NBA is about to go into the finals here pretty quickly, and you have the Stanley Cup playoffs going on as well in the Stanley Cup finals. So get in on the action, guys. There's also a Conor McGregor fight that I know you guys are going to want to bet on. Coming up next weekend, I think it's July 10th, so so much good stuff to bet on. Now is the time to get off the sidelines 
and head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, all caps, one word at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, it's time to get into some voicemails now. It's been a little while. I know the offseason is here. I know, you know, Chargers might be on the back burner of some people's minds, but if you're coming to this show, an all-Chargers all-the-time show, obviously you guys are still fully invested. If you guys want to get your voicemails and your thoughts on the show, call in to 323-524-7924 because we still have some off-season before training camp comes along on July 27th, I believe. So Make sure in. and be in a nice, quiet, dark room when you're <laughs> yes. recording your, your phone calls. Of well. course. We do have to turn some down, you know, because background noise or just, you know, audio that you can't really hear what you guys are saying the better it sounds the more likely it is that it's going to get on the show but we have a couple of good ones here david so let's get to ivan calling in from victorville it's been a little while ivan let's hear what he has for us this week what's going on fellas it's ivan from victorville here check it in it's been a little while since i've been on hope hope everybody's good i wanted to talk about our uh offensive line depth i know you guys weren't fans of it and <clears throat> we need to address it now DeCastro's out there I'm not sure. I think they said it came out uh, not injury related, <clears throat> but shit, man, you got you got someone of that caliber, and we could probably sign him for cheap. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get him. If he doesn't work out, we got our other guards in place, but he could be a solid death piece. Um, what do you guys think about him? And uh, yeah, let me see what you guys think, man. Hold up. So I love this question just because I think a lot of people could write it off and just be like, the Chargers are good, you know. Ode Abushi is basically where he would be going right that's the spot he would be potentially vying for you would think because Matt Filer is pretty set in stone I would say oh yeah and even though you have Odea Bushi in my opinion that shouldn't stop you from getting David DeCastro and the example that I would use is going back to last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they're going all in for a Super Bowl they go out and get Tom Brady they have Cameron Brait they have OJ Howard what do they do they bring back Rob Gronkowski right at receiver they have mike evans they have chris godwin plenty what do they do they bring in antonio brown Brown. exactly (laughs) like i mean good teams do this kind of stuff i mean look at the chiefs they've just added Le'Veon bells and guys like that for a couple of years now they don't even play lashawn mccoy has a couple of super bowls the last few years they trade for orlando brown i mean they signed joe thuny i mean these these good teams are continuously bringing in good quality players well and that's not even what i'm really talking about because i mean they needed those guys right they had those guys were filling obvious positions of need what i'm saying is you're adding on to positions you already feel okay about right so like yeah. you feel good about the charge offensive line it might feel a little bit better with david DeCastro. i mean i'm excited for Ode Abushi. think he's going to have another good season but if you could add a guy like David DeCastro, potentially if he you know, passes the physical, all of those things, there's nothing bad about having too much talent. And if anyone wants to tell me there's too much talent on the Chargers offensive line, I'll smack them square in the face. No question. I mean, you're happy about Odea Bushi being the starter. Imagine if Odea Bushi is the backup. Then how do you feel about the position if that starter that you bring in is a higher quality than Odea Bushi is currently right now? And I mean... I think some of the things we have to put to bed is, you know, if he's completely healthy. And that was kind of a, a situation that we got to address is from NBC Sports. They said the Steelers released veteran guard David DeCastro this week due to a chronic ankle problem. This team surprisingly described the situation as non-football injury. So 
that's definitely a concern. And he's over the age of 30. I mean, he's been extremely productive. He's a six-time pro bowler, a two-time all-pro at guard. I mean, if this guy is healthy, and I think that's one of the things you said, if he passes a physical and he shows that he has recovered from those ankle issues or is capable of playing at the level he's played at, I mean, he's a really good player. He's also been extremely durable, too. I mean, since he became a full-time starter in 2013, he's played in 121 of 128 possible games. So, I mean, yeah, he's got the ankle injuries, and that's a concern, but this guy has shown he's been very durable. And, yes, he is an obvious upgrade at the guard position. The Chargers have the money. I say go get him. Yeah, the Chargers have about $20 million, around $20 million in salary cap space. But that's perfect timing because we have a caller asking about the Chargers' salary cap space and why they still have so much left. So let's hear what Bob from Jersey has for us. Hey, guys, how you doing? Bob from New Jersey, just checking in. Had a quick question regarding salary cap. I know you mentioned on one of the shows recently that the Chargers still have some room uh, under the salary cap this year. And I'm just curious if you have any thoughts in terms of like what the plan is there or if that's, that's something they're just going to sit on and, and not utilize. You know, they kind of have that, that uh, known for being a little cheap. So I'm wondering if they're just cutting corners, not spending that money, or if that money will probably go uh, to some, you know, free agent or something like that. Is it, is it common to, to be under the cap at this point? And, and do you think they'll utilize that? Uh, that's it. Thanks and go Bolts. So I'll say this. I mean, the chances are that the Chargers aren't spending money because of, you know, Diaz Spanos coming for the team (laughs) or, you know, something along those lines. I'd have a hard time believing it just because owning franchises is weird because Dean Spanos cannot make any money from people coming into the stadium. And by the time he sells the team, the team is going to appreciate so much. There's no way he loses money on it, right? The investment keeps getting higher and higher and higher that's kind of how owning a sports team works that's why you know guys can lose being an owner and then make two billion dollars on the sale so i don't think that's why i do think it is a little bit odd david they have so much cap space we have to remember rashawn slater is not signed at this point that'll be a few million dollars they're going to keep a few million dollars for in-season additions all of those things but is there anyone out there right now, David, that makes you think the Chargers should go pursue them, right? Does anyone really move the needle for you in that way? As far as someone to bring in? No, not really. I mean, there's not really many players out there that you say, hey, if I bring this guy in, my team is that much better. I mean, who, who's out there? Richard Sherman? I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I love Richard Sherman as, as a personality and, you know, as a football player in the past, but... I don't think he's really cutting it right now. I mean, that's why he's not signed to an NFL team right now. So there's not many players out there that are unsigned that are are really worth spending the cap space that they have. And it's not really that abnormal. I mean, 17 of the 32 teams in the NFL have 10 plus million in cap space. And after they sign Rashawn Slater and the rest of their draft class, they're probably going to have around 15 or so million. And, a lot of teams in the NFL have that much. So it's not as abnormal as you think. And next year, they're going to have a crazy amount of cap space. And there's some good players that might be out there for the taking. Yeah, which is something we'll get into in the next segment with some other voicemail specifically about that. But another ESPN article recently had come out saying that one of the last moves the Chargers should make is bringing back Melvin Ingram. I don't think it's going to happen you can never have too much depth at the edge position, so I will say that. But Tom Telesco I pretty much already closed the door on that, right? I mean, 
We've heard him visiting other teams. It's not like he's gotten a ton of interest some, you know, in a lot of places, obviously, if he's still on the market. And it's weird for older guys like that. I mean, Justin Houston is a really good player that could help the Chargers in some capacity, right? Like, I don't know what that is. Maybe, you know, occasional third down pass rushing or whatever. Dwight Freeney type role? Yeah, I mean, Justin Houston was still playing at a high level last year. A guy like K.J. Wright is still out there, right? You don't really have any proven coverage linebackers on the roster. He would make your team better. A Jarrell Casey, I would take a flyer on him potentially, right, on a low-money deal. I mean, there's guys still out there that could potentially help. So I don't think any of them would eat that significant of amount of, you know, of that cap space. And I don't think the Chargers really feel like that's the direction they're trying to go with, you know, adding veterans like that. But I don't know if there's anyone out. There's no person out there right now the Chargers add and you say now they're a Super Bowl contender. There's just not. I mean, that's just what it is at this point. Could you give yourself more depth to give yourself a chance to make it through a grueling NFL season? Absolutely. And I still think there's guys out there. And, you know, some of them even have ties to the Chargers. So I I don't think it's going to happen necessarily anytime soon, them bring someone in. But it does also give them some flexibility, David, if some guys do end up getting released. You have the ample space to go attack it. But I do think a lot of it also just has to do with the Chargers are trying to set themselves up for success in the future. They didn't want to give out a ton of multi-year contracts that you might look at in two years and be like, what the hell are they doing, right? And just spending future money during Justin Herbert's contract window. I think that they should have been more aggressive, but I think that is some of the thought process behind it. But we do have one more segment to get into and another voicemail to get into. Looking forward to the year of 2022, another year where the Chargers could be entering the season with very high expectations. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store and to have them stock all of the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while you wait at the counter while some guy named Jeff looks up on his computer what you need and then tells you, you know, they don't have it and they'll get it shipped in two weeks. Why go through all of that, right, when you can just go to rockauto.com? I don't know a ton about cars. I've used it three times already. I type in the type of car that I have. It brings up the list of parts, and I've never needed a part that they haven't had. I mean, whatever you're looking for, brake lights, brake parts, anything. I mean, new carpet, no matter what you're looking for, you can find it with rockauto.com. And the best part is, is you're going to get the best price without ever having to leave your house. It'll get delivered right to your door and you know that whether you're a mechanic or a daily do-it-yourself driver you're going to get a great price with rock auto and right now if you go to rockauto.com you can see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and make sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com i also want to take this opportunity to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar if you haven't heard of them They're called Built Bars, and I love them because they taste great, and they're great for you. And that's the whole package when you're talking about a protein bar, right? You want something that you're not going to feel bad about eating, and you want it to taste good. And usually those things don't co-mingle. They're not together. You usually get one or the other. You get the junk food that tastes good, or you get something healthy that probably doesn't taste very good. What if I told you there's a bar that's 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and has nine delicious flavors to choose from, like coconut, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, 
salted caramel, and more, and is continually coming out with new limited time bars. A couple in the past, the coconut brownie chunk was crazy good. The cinnamon churro was super good. Always crazy new flavors at BuiltBar.com coming out. And most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and less than 4 grams of sugar and net carbs. So you're not going to find a better deal than that, guys, except for we can actually save you some money on it. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, well, we do have one more voicemail to get to, and it's one that really can fill up this entire segment because we are looking towards the future. Everyone's focused on 2021, but, you know, with the galaxy brains that we have, we're looking even ahead of that, and so is this next voicemail caller. Again, if you don't know already, the number is 323-524-7924 to get your voices alongside our voices getting your Chargers takes on the show. But we do have one more here, so let's get to Max, who's calling from Vegas, and see what he has for us. Hey, guys. Max from Las Vegas here. Uh, listening to the show last week, you guys were talking about uh, cap space going into next year. I'm just curious, uh, who would you like to see the Chargers go after next year as possible potential free agent? And kind of who do you think is most important that we need to bring back next year um, as potential Charger free agent? Um, as always, Thanks for what you guys do, and uh, bolt up. All right, David. Well, that's really a two-part question. So let's start with the you know let's start with the Chargers part of this, right? Because we all know how many you know free agents the Chargers were supposed to have coming into this year. It could have been a lot more. It could have been Joey Bosa and Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and Michael Davis and on and on and on. The Chargers took care of you know some of the bigger pieces there, and next year they don't have a ton of big names. But they have a few starters, right? I mean, a handful of starters. Limbaugh Joseph, free agent next year. He's a starter. Mike Williams, Uchenin Wosu, Jared Cook, Justin Jones, Ode Abushi. All those guys are starters. So none of them you would think like, okay, you have to go get this guy as we see it right now, at least in my opinion. But when you're looking at the 2022 Chargers and pending free agents, who on that list do you think, okay, the Chargers need to really prioritize bringing that guy back? I mean, I always look at pass rush first. So, I mean, Uchen and Wosu, if he has a good year, I think uh, the Chargers should definitely come to the table and try to get him a contract. Um, he's young. He plays against the run pretty well. If he's able to do well with the, the starting snaps that he's going to get, I think he's definitely a guy that you look at. I mean, Mike Williams is a guy, if he performs well, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, there's another guy out there that I might want to have a little bit more who's not a Charger currently. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Chris Harris Jr., uh, he's an interesting guy just because he's getting up there in age, but if he performs really well in this in this new defense where he's a positionless player, as he calls it, um, you know, maybe he can earn another contract to, to play alongside or underneath Brandon Staley once again. So, I mean, def- definitely uh, not a lot of guys where, you, you know, you'd be, you know, I guess heartbroken if they left, but several key starting pieces that if they don't bring back, they're going to have to replace. Yeah, exactly. When some of them, you know, they don't have necessarily a firm backup plan on the roster. And, you know, Uchen and Wosu, Chris Rump, depending on how you feel about him, I mean, I have a hard time believing, you know, he's the heir apparent opposite of Joey Bosa for the foreseeable future at this point. I don't know how you could, you know, but I do think that this season's going to tell you, right? I mean, this season's going to tell you whether or not you should bring back Mike Williams whether or not you should bring back Uchen and Wosu. And even then, if even if the guys ball out, right, and then you're trying to say, hey, this guy did it for one season. Is he worth $15 million per season, right? How many years, 
how much money are we willing to spend to keep our guys? And this year, you know, they keep a few of them. They let a few go. They let Rayshon Jenkins go. They let Hunter Henry go. They let four-fifths of the offensive line walk out the door, right? So I think that we'll know by this time next year which of these guys is the obvious guy the Chargers should bring back. And the good news is the Chargers will have ample cap space to go get that done. So, I mean, we're looking around. Oh, yes, they will. You know, 50-plus million dollars in salary cap space in 2022, which means you, you know, especially when you have guys like these that aren't, you know, big-time names that are going to cost you a lot of money. Like, we knew the Joey Boses and the Keenan Allens were going to have to take a big chunk of that eventually, right? But Herbert's still on his rookie contract. There's still a lot of flexibility there. I do think that makes the 2022 free agency period very interesting to the Chargers because of who they could add. So when you're looking ahead, David, you're looking to next year with some big names out there, who would you look at right now and be like, that's a free agent in 2022 that I'm looking at right now, already planning on potentially the Chargers trying to go get? Yeah, I mean, Mike Williams is cool playing alongside Keenan Allen, but imagine Devontae Adams next to Keenan Allen. Never happened. (laughs) I know it might not happen, but, man, it would be amazing to see those two incredible route runners, explosive playmakers in the same offense. But someone who's a little bit more realistic, who's one of the best players at his position, that will be available, I believe, because he's been franchise tagged the last two years, is Brandon Sheriff, the guard for the Washington football team, Mm -hmm. I think. He is going to be available. Uh, I think the Chargers have plenty of money to go out and spend. This guy is fantastic. The last five seasons, he's had a PFF grade of 75 or higher, including an 84.5 grade last year. He's a good run blocker, opening up holes, and he's also a very good pass protector, keeping uh, edge rushers away from the quarterback. So Brandon Sheriff, if he's available, which I believe he will be, I think the Chargers should go all out to use that cap space to bring him in. I definitely get it. I mean, going along those same lines, I think Taylor Maton is someone that could make a lot of sense from the Panthers, a right tackle, right planning for a potential of, you know, no Brian Bulaga in the future, right? I mean, obviously at guard, you have Odea Bushi, who's only on a one-year contract, so you could bring in someone like Sheriff and he would fit right in, right? Because you have an opening for that right now. Maybe Brandon Hymas, right, and presses, and you don't feel like that's a huge need, and he's the guy at right guard going forward across from Matt Filer, right? So we'll see how we feel about it then, but definitely some big names. I mean, and that's the other thing that's hard about this, David. Like I said, never going to happen with Devontae Adams, but that's just because receivers like that aren't going to make it to free agency, right? It almost they never happens. They shouldn't make it to free agency, no. There's right? already they talks shouldn't. right now that he's about to sign a massive extension in Green Bay, so that pipe dream is probably coming to an end very quickly. Allen Robinson's another guy, right? He got franchise tagged. He might be trying to get out of Chicago. He is legitimately a top 10 receiver, you know, borderline in the NFL. So Chris Godwin's another guy. I also like Jesse Bates the third, too. I mean, Jesse Bates is really good, yeah. Yeah, if he becomes a free agent, I mean, that's definitely a guy I'd love to see in this Brandon Staley defense. What about a Tyron Matthew? What about a Honey Badger? I mean, that's, that's something that I could get excited about. And then you look at, you know, some potential reunions. Von Miller after this season. An aging Von Miller still might be worth a kick on the tires, right? Going under an old coach in Brandon Staley. Another guy, Akeem Hicks, 33 right now, a year younger than Linval Joseph is, but him and Brandon Staley have ties going back to the Chicago Bears. That would be a place they could beef up a lot of older guys, right? A Chandler Jones. But the thing is, though, is a lot of times, like, the really good teams only have, you know, they can afford to add a couple of aging guys that you don't necessarily need, but they can add something 
to the roster, right? So hopefully the Chargers don't have these huge glaring needs where they have to go pay somebody top dollar at the position. But if they do need to do that, they'll have the cast base to do it. And, you know, there is some talent that should be available. And we'll see. I mean, so many guys have been getting franchise tagged. The guys who we thought would be free agents this year weren't who, you know, we ended up thinking they were going to be at the end of the season. So, so much can change between now and then. But hopefully we're talking, you know, about a, a different team and seeing the team in a different light in the 2022 off offseason. I know that, you know, what the needs will be for the team will be much more clear. But thank you to everyone who called in and left the voicemails for us today. That is going to do it for today's show. I feel like this was like a fired up Friday. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of passionate takes thrown out there today, but we appreciate you guys listening. Once again, if you want to make sure you never miss a show, you can subscribe or follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's the new Odyssey app, Google Podcast, Spotify, or even Apple Podcasts when that works. Those are all places you can get it, as well as on our social media where we post the show every day to all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David at DroTalkSD. You can find the show's page at LockedOnLAC, as well as finding us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. But we will be back with you guys on Monday with a brand new show. We're working on some guests to bring on. We still have some more positional breakdowns that we have to do on positions like safety, wide receiver, some really interesting conversations to be had. And we'll get John Kegley back on the show with us at some point next week too. But that's going to do it for us today. We're back with you guys on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.